Hello everyone, it's me Mithila and I'm back on the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast with our new and popular F1 Explained series. Guys, this is only the second episode of the series, but we received really great feedback from you guys uh, regarding the first episode. So here we are. The first episode we spoke about the history of Formula 1 and actually a quick reminder on what this F1 Explained series is all about. This series revisits the facts, the rules and the history of Formula 1. But don't worry, not every episode will be about history and not every episode is going to take you back. In fact, this series is going to bridge the gap between the new and the seasoned Formula 1 fan. New episodes will play out whenever there's a fortnight's gap between the two races. Basically, whenever we don't have enough of Formula 1 happening around us. And finally, the series is hosted by me, Mithila. and the famous F1 stats guru who we also know as Sundaram he's actually more than just a stats guru guys and uh, you can ask crofty for more if you'd like to know sundaram and i will research and bring y'all interesting topics about formula 1 and in this episode we will talk about the super license i'm sure all of you have heard about the super license it kind of crops up every time there's a new driver making a foray into formula 1 In fact, McLaren's recent hires from IndyCar brought up the question about super licenses even more. Of course, I had to rack my brains and remember when I first um, kind of heard about the super license. It was in 2001 when Kimi Raikkonen graduated graduated to Formula 1 and he was given a conditional super license for just the four first races of the season and that was quite interesting. So guys, in this episode of the F1 Explained series, we're going to talk about what is a super license? What is the eligibility criteria? In the case of McLaren, can IndyCar drivers make a switch to Formula 1? And what is their super license status? For me, also the most important question, how are female drivers eligible to apply for a super license? So over to Sundaram, who's got all these answers and a lot more to go. What is a super license? So just like you would need a driving license to drive a road car, you would mandatorily need a super license to compete in the Formula 1 World Championship. That's your entry ticket to the pinnacle of motor racing. It's a way of filtering down and ensuring a driver has the necessary skills and is experienced enough to drive in Formula 1. Potential alone or bags of money just won't do. So there's an eligibility criterion here. Yes, there are quite a few prerequisites to earn a super license. Drivers firstly need to be at least 18 years of age and need to hold a valid driving license. They also have to pass a written test on the International Sporting Code and the sporting regulations and must have also completed at least 80% of two FIA approved championships. Additionally, they also need to have a minimum tally of 40 super license points in the last 3 seasons. Remember that number. So did Max Verstappen have a part to play in the framing of these rules? Yes, he did. The super license system has been around for decades, but they weren't as detailed back in the day. That allowed Red Bull to exploit a few loopholes and fast track Max Verstappen into Formula 1 at the age of 17. But that got the FIA a little concerned, and rightly so, because it raised questions not only on the experience of these drivers, but also on general safety and fitness. The FIA were quick to publish a revised system with a minimum age bar along with a super license points accumulation system based on their performances in the junior categories or other single seater championships. 
If the current system existed years ago, the likes of Verstappen, Daniel Ricciardo, and even Kimi Raikkonen wouldn't have been eligible to debut in Formula One at the time they did. So, how does one earn super license points? Well, there are over thirty racing categories under the FIA in which you can earn these points. Formula Two gets the biggest share here, as the FIA encourages drivers to make it through Formula Two before driving in Formula One. IndyCar comes next in terms of weightage. So if you finish in the top 3 of a Formula 2 season or win the IndyCar title, you straight away earn the required 40 points for a super license. However, if you finish lower in the standings, you collect lesser points. Other categories such as Formula 3, Formula E and WEC can also give you a good haul of points. But what if a driver still doesn't earn the required 40 points over 3 seasons? Is that it for them? No, not really. The major chunk of points actually come from these championships, but drivers can further improve their case in two other ways. One is by partaking in F1 free practice sessions. Apart from gaining hands-on experience of driving an F1 car, they also earn a super license point if they do a minimum of 100 kilometers in every free practice session. That's roughly 20 to 30 laps depending on the track length. They can earn a maximum of 10 points via these free practice sessions. The second method is through private tests with F1 teams, just like the ones Colton Herta and Jahan Daruwala have been having with McLaren. The stipulation there is they need to complete at least 300 kilometers in an F1 car at consistent racing speeds over a day or two. That's a way of proving to the FIA that these drivers can compete at the highest level of motorsport. So these are the ways drivers collect super license points. Once they've accumulated enough and have fulfilled the other requirements, they'll be eligible for a super license and will then be actively on the lookout to join a Formula One team. Okay, great. This was very, very interesting. Thank you so much, Sundaram. It's like my brain is buzzing with all these super license facts. Uh, the most uh, obvious question to my mind: How are female drivers eligible for a super license? And the answer is yes, they absolutely are eligible. Here's the interesting part. um the fi super license regulations we read that and they actually predominantly use the words he him and his so very male centric um in terms of the word count the word she appears literally zero times and her appears once so while there is a provision for female f1 drivers it's not really out there in the regulations anyway back to mclaren So do all the drivers in McLaren's radar already have super licenses? Well, at the moment, Jehan Daruwala is the only one with enough points, and as we know, he's already applied for a super license. It was a mix of his results in Formula 2 and the private test that he did with McLaren last month that made him eligible. As for the likes of Pato Award and Colton Herta, they have a decent amount of points in their kitty, but they will need to run private tests with McLaren to become eligible. Finally let's talk about how a super license can expire. Well, they have an expiry date of 3 years. And unless the driver has completed some mileage like a free practice session or some sort of testing, um or here's an important rider, they can convince the FIA that they still possess the ability to drive a Formula 1 car. This was how the likes of Nico Hulkenberg and Robert Kubica they had their super licenses despite not competing on a regular basis this also means guys that if kimi raikkonen decides to make a second comeback to formula 
Okay, anyway, that's just me being wishful about it. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. And we will be back in the August break with another interesting and exciting episode of F1 Explained. And guys, if y'all are interested, yes, you can write to the FIA to make their super license regulations gender neutral. Thank you and keep racing. <laughs>